Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. throwback and go what's up everyone welcome to the replayer podcast i haven't started the show like that in a long time and uh joining me this week is not pagan but we have erica and louie and <laughs> nate returning to the show how howdy hey. <laughs> howdy, howdy partner howdy, howdy partners partner. how, how, nate, no, nate is showing his range with the howdies and the olas yes <laughs> I can't say uh, bonsoir, au revoir, you know, because you know where you know where I'm from right now. Yes, <laughs> Nate Helling from the basement. the land of France, and that's it. <laughs> a basement. the The land of France. The land of France. <laughs> land of, well, yeah, I'm in the basement in the land of France. Ah. He's in I'm in Valhalla DLC right now, and I'm in France. Oh, well, there you go. That's Topical. what I'm doing. Wrong time. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, just wanted to point out, obviously, you know, unfortunately, Pagan couldn't uh, join us again this week. She's taking a little bit of a, a break to get some needed rest. She's been very busy. So we're just uh, letting her take a chill for a little while. Uh, but, you know, that gets us the opportunity to hang out with Erica and Louie and Nate. And we got some fun stuff to talk about today. But first... But first, I just wanted to uh, talk about a little bit of an elephant in the room when it comes to Retro Replay, and that is, where is Nolan North? Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of fans out there have been wondering that, and you've been asking the same question. Um, you've been watching the new episodes of Retro Replay and any of the content that's coming out, and you're thinking, where's Nolan? Uh, and the short answer is, he's very busy, if you don't know. He's a very busy man. Um, he's got a lot of jobs going on. He's actually going to cons again. So cons are starting to come back and he's starting to go places. Some replayers have been fortunate enough to see him. We're hopefully going to go see him soon in Dallas next month. So he's, he's on the move. Uh, he also just moved recently. If you didn't know that he moved to Atlanta, I believe. Um, and retro replay itself, the studio has been in the process of moving. So they're kind of, doing what they can with what they got right now. And to say we're still getting some pretty fun content and, you know, props to Erica kind of making I would say so. debut there with the new uh, Green Knight tabletop RPG I about sessions. cried when she asked me to do that. I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Freaking kidding me. <laughs> I was very excited. Well, uh, before we get on to that, I just wanted to throw it out to you guys to have a chance about how do you feel about this absence of Nolan that we've been experiencing on Retro Replay lately? Hmm. I, it's actually been, it's, so like, yeah, it sucks not to have him <laughs> there every week and having stuff happen, but I think it's allowed Drew and some of the others in uh, production and everything to 
give out more content on like really creative content, especially this last week with the, with playing like Drew and Pagan playing the 12 minutes, I thought was fantastic because we were able to get a lot more video gamey stuff. And that's what I think is what retro replays about is showing the fun and creativity side of even some modern games when Mm. Nolan and even Troy played some more recent games, but I think it's allowed them to produce some more differently creative content. And Mm. I'm absolutely here for it. It's, it's nice to have Nolan there when he's there, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not solely his channel. No, it's, it's, it's just not. And he just happens to be a star and we'll take him when we can get him. Nice. And I wanted to piggyback real quick on that last comment. You said when Nolan was here on the podcast, he was very adamant of being like retro replay is Drew's baby. (laughs) He's like, I'm just here being an evil man or whatever saying (laughs) (laughs) terrible things. Yeah, that was a great episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I was was so happy to finally get him on. Anyways, uh, the greatest episode ever. Hmm. Now, yeah, because Nolan just crushed it and was Roadhouse and all over the place. Roadhouse. (laughs) Roadhouse. We even uh... threw it in to uh, the Green Knight. Mm -hmm. I even threw that in a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, because you can't have anything without Roadhouse now. It's part of Mm -hmm. our daily lives. Nate, how do you feel about the recent absence how I feel about Nolan's absence right now. Well, we all know that he's a pretty busy guy. And and uh, honestly, I didn't notice that he's was that he's absent for for uh, like a big while. Because you because, you know, Nolan is Nolan and his presence is pretty much huge. So. That's why I that's why I didn't realize it right now, but now that you mention it, well, we know that he know that he's busy, now he's back on the on comic cons and everything, and that he moved on Atlanta, but well, you know, when we when we can have him, well that's good, but if uh retro replay cannot have Nolan right now, then they have have to do what they gotta do in uh, in order to uh, like keep the uh, I keep this channel moving on mm-hmm. and uh, and everything. Sorry if my English is approximative. If oh, it was good. good. That was good. Yeah. Gotcha. And I agree. Uh, like mm. Nolan's got to do what he's got to do to pay the bills, and Retro Replay is not paying <laughs> his bills. So <laughs> <laughs> too bad. That's, true. That's too bad. For it him is too bad because that would be a that would be a, a second source of money for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think pretty much all that would just goes cool. to production costs. Mm. That's what they told us. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about you, Louis? Keep that content. I mean, that's something I was going to touch on as well. It's the monetary gain out of it, which they have been um, very forthcoming that this it does not pay for them. That they do everything that they the money that they get goes directly into the production and for other sources of people that work um, with and for them, which I just think is kind of telling that like. <clears throat> Okay. I'm going to try to say it like this. A lot of the people that complain about it are basically the same people that don't know where Troy went. Yeah. They're the people (laughs) people still asking where Troy is. Yeah. They're the people that don't frequent it enough or they're so brand new, which is fine. If if you're, 
if you're ignorant in the sense that you're new to the whole thing and you're going like, oh, I thought that it was a Trojan Nolan thing, but then you can kind of just figure it out on your own. But if you're complaining and you're just like, where the hell is this guy? Like, I came here for him. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, read through the lines. The guy is a busy actor. He's, as you guys reminded us, they're, they're, everybody's moving, not just Nolan. The whole studio itself is moving. Yeah, that's a and big thing. They have jobs. They have yeah. lives. They have, you know, families and all this stuff. To be able to get the things that we've gotten from them for so long without basic interruption is a, a, a godsend. Uh, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. These guys were going to absolutely uh, get busy at one point, and we were going to lose a little bit of touch from them. Doesn't mean they're not ever coming back. It may mean that they're coming back in a different way. We're just going to have to get used to that because at least they've given us what they did for as long as they did. Retro Replay has molded itself into, and if you don't believe me, just go to the freaking website. Mm. It's molded itself into a community that is based around other creators as well, giving platforms to people like me a chance that nobody else was ever going to give me. I I always wanted to write for Cracks.com back when they were relevant, and I never got the chance to. And now (laughs) Retro Replay is giving me that chance. I, I understand what it is that they're going through. I understand, and I fully embrace it. And I hope and wish that more people would because that's what they're here for. So if I have to put up with watching Erica, Pagan, and, uh, and, and Drew playing a tabletop game, and which is absolutely utterly enjoyable, by Let's the way. Let's not forget Wayne and give him a solid shout out for being a great Wayne game master. Wayne is the one who put the whole damn thing together. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He, it's he his baby. solid. I, I have not seen that guy shake. The most he does is laugh. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I'd be, huh? Except Erica, you have made him kind of go, what? With your, <laughs> with Daywind's that's remark? the joy of being a player is to try to make your DM do that. Just like. He's done it a lot. I, I, I think my favorite was, uh, I, uh, we'll get into it, but the, the whole Fox thing, I I, I was on. That's the one of your main goal. <laughs> I could not breathe with the whole Fox thing. And then you said something right at the end when it was about to leave. Oh, was the green giant green? And it was... <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like little moments like that. But we can't get those kinds of brilliance if all we're doing is just watching the one actor who's there. We got Liam. Um, well, we got all get good that is still doing their thing. And then they get people from the crew also involved onto that. And uh, even mm-hmm. some of the three players like, what more do you want? <laughs> right. I have a massive thing that I want to put out there to like reiterate, like everything on retro replay, you can watch for free. That is the, yeah, it is watch for free, free at any time you want. Uh-huh. It's all I pay to be able free. to talk to him once a month. And he kind of knows my name because I don't shut up. That's the only <laughs> difference. Yeah. Shut so up. You want to talk to him? Pay assholes 50 <laughs> bucks a month. All right. That's what yep. it takes. Otherwise, shut your mouth. And I mean, normally you have to go to day. the con and you pay for the tickets and you pay for the signing yep. and the meet. And then that's when you get to chat for him for a few seconds. If yeah, no, we get to talk to him for an hour. I got to tell him some of my own fundamentals on relationships the last time we talked, which was a couple of weeks ago. That was awesome. <laughs> And then he he also made fun of me for it. But it's Nolan North. What are you going to do? What do you expect? I I showed Nolan my cat, Nolan. And his first (laughs) reaction was, wow, that's a fat cat. (laughs) It just made my day. 
And I can say that even like I'm still on just the five dollar level as a member of Virtual Replay, but that even allows me to do like what some of us have here done, get into the live trailer talks and share our two cents on yeah. something. Like I got to talk about Halo with those guys and I loved it. That was that was great. You just came in oh, with like okay. knowledge bombs and I'm yeah. just like, go down. <laughs> I loved how it's like they want you to ask a question and I was literally just like, I just want to talk about Halo and True was like yeah. Dan just wants to come talk about Halo, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's that she was is really it. good about that too. Talk yeah. about Halo. So true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a side tangent, I just recently watched this little video that a guy made about like the the memories and the nostalgia of playing Halo with your friends back when Halo reach was in its prime and then like the video had the guy like going back through the maps where they're empty and then like flashing up memories of him and his friends playing until they had to go to bed at night and then it shows the guy in real life like seeing his friends list is empty and they're all offline and it's like and he turns his xbox off i literally just started bawling i was like that was my life why do they have to make it so emotional because nostalgia Uh, nostalgia hurts oh my god Nostalgia, bitch. It's yeah. a powerful, powerful thing, yeah. <laughs> we already started talking about the Green Knight a little bit, so we can get into that. So we've had two episodes of the new yes. Green Knight uh, tabletop da- Dungeons & Dragons kind of like spinoff, yeah, I guess so is what it is. When it comes to TTRPGs, the it's most common to just like when I tell people like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I play video games and... Dungeons and Dragons, because really nobody else knows any other <laughs> games besides Dungeons and Dragons. But like, there are so many different things. Like, indie developers create their own game. I have a podcast based on a world creation tabletop RPG, not based on D and D at all. So there are so many mm. different types of RPG games, especially like the Green Knight. It is set up in different modules, so you set things up and you go, mm. and it has certain endings and it's it is it is a fantastic thing to get into because D isn't for everybody mm. but that's why there are so many different types of games have you heard about the new avatar, avatar? the last airbender tabletop? oh yeah i backed that on kickstarter oh my God. that sounds amazing oh yeah can't wait oh yeah so i'm very excited can't wait to see that from my understanding uh this came about because wayne pitched the idea said i want to try to do a tabletop yep. rpg session with some people and initially it was just i want to do this with replayers and i think it was pagan kind of was like well, let's see if we can do this on virtual replay and they put it out on a tweet and erica was one of the people that were like yes i want to do this and please there you go <laughs> they got it going they got it worked out they figured it out and now we get to watch a extremely well edited version of this right like steph always <sighs> crushing it with the edits a hero honestly <laughs> so i've i haven't had a that chance to digest a lot of it i've watched a little like a good portion of the first episode and i i gotta ask erica what is your character and why <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why 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 we oh why? just what for God's sake, why? <laughs> let me actually let me pull up the email where I sent it to Wayne, where I was like, here's my character idea. Um, because I wanted to do something that I had never really played before. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done a lot of like warrior characters, a bunch of different other things, but I never really I've wanted to play a character that's a little bit dull. And a little bit is not a strong enough word. She's very, <laughs> very dull. 
and very dull as like in not intelligent or dull as yes. just boring. <laughs> as in not intelligent. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, it's dull as fuck. Yeah. And so I was like, I wanted to have fun and explore the more creative side um, of or comedic side okay. of this character. And so when I sent it to Wayne, um, I said that my personality is dumb luck. Think big head from Silicon Valley. Not the smartest person, but they're happy and positive. Um, and she's constantly like rolling uphill. Like mm. she's succeeding upwards by not doing things. I think it was in like the second episode. I'm going to try not to give any spoilers. So I think it was the second episode where Daywin was like, um, uh, she didn't get any dishonor points because she was being cowardice. Mm-hmm. And Drew was elder was very upset. Oh, I actually just saw that in the first episode where he was, oh, was like, the first one? so you're getting honor because you're a coward. Yeah. He's like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. So it's Whoa. part of her. She fails upwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be just hilarious because um, I don't always get the chance to bring out my one liners. Like the, some of the things that she says, like, like Louise was mentioning earlier, like at the very end of an episode, we're like, you know, the, the green knight. And I, she was like, he's green. <laughs> and it's just, I don't very rarely get to do that. And I felt that this platform was the best way to bring out that type of humor. I think there's a good a potential to play off of that stupidity with mm-hmm. Pagan and Drew's character too, oh, where they can just yes. like eat it up whenever you go like hard into the character oh, yeah. like that. Eldor really, really <laughs> just is so annoyed. <laughs> I think he absolutely hates her. I, uh, I'm, I'm loving every single second of this. I told you guys right before this, but tonight will be my first induction ever into d and <clears throat> I'm a little excited about that with some friends. Um, this is uh, the, the film crew that I work with here in El Paso. And unfortunately, we're not going to be recording this one, but we were thinking about eventually putting something together and just kind of seeing how it works. Especially imagine me learning, first of all, imagine <laughs> me learning D&D in real time. Learning by doing that. No, that's yeah. exactly how I got into it. My very first session was live on Twitch. That was the oh. very first time I had played Ooh. and it was live on Twitch. It's hard. <laughs> well, there was a there was a moment when I was listening to you guys and I was talking about your characters during the first episode. And I was like, okay, what kind of character would I do if I was in your guys' band? And I thought I, I thought about it and I was just like, okay, this I would have to talk to the DM about and we would have to be in cahoots where uh, I came up with a character, not for a game that I've done yet, but um, I want to call him Brave the Ca- uh, Co- Courageous. Brave the Courageous. <laughs> and he's a Brave little the horse, giant, oh, huge beast. Oh, and uh, whenever he, uh, <clears throat> like one of my favorite attacks, that was I was tying it over with a friend of mine. It's like, okay, one of them would be called Fuck It. <laughs> Whereas that he, uh, I, I throw my sword, I put up my hands and I say, fuck this. And then I walk away. And depending on the role, if you get a smaller role, that goes opposite. So he's trying to run away, but if you get a one, it goes opposite, right? So he cuts off the foot of the of the character when he tosses the sword. The character falls on top of the hilt and it goes right through their skull. So it's like, yeah, I meant to do that. And it just pulls back the sword. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Mm-hmm. Total warrior. Yeah. So it's supposed to be an opposite effect. <laughs> and I was like, 
That can only work for a comedy stream, though. Mm. You cannot do that in a real dungeon yep. where I'm actually trying and I'm actually really giving it my all and everything. What's that? You, you could. So, like, with my podcast, just plug it right in. The Lettuce Ends, season two starts September 3rd. Yeah. Uh, we do... A thing called so the system is called Arium, and we create the world. So we, that means we create our own abilities. We do everything, and so if you wanted, you could play that and have that exact thing, and <laughs> it would work perfectly. That'd be awesome. That, is, that would be awesome. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, that, that gave me the idea. I just I loved the uh, the whole thing. I loved all the banter and everything. And this last episode, episode two, the fox thing. <laughs> I, I haven't watched the episode yet, so I'm very curious about all this fox <sighs> talk. All, all, I, the fox. all I'm saying, just, I'm, I'm not giving anything away. The There's episode. a fox. <laughs> <laughs> what was that name? I'm sorry. Shanok. Uh, yeah, I was I was saying the name of the fox in question. Oh, oh Shanok. Shinnok, like from Mortal Kombat. Irish for fun. Sure. Just watch the episode. Shinnok. I will. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm working Ooh, on it. Getting it's caught awesome. Up. I'm really excited for the finale. Mm. We recorded I'm, it last Monday. I'm finding it very impressive already to know that they were like, this is like planned to be a four part thing that the, he's able yeah. to like Dwayne, uh, to Dwayne Wayne is able to structure this and be like this is gonna be four parts and make it work in that way yep man (laughs) and that's why some episodes are shorter than others Mm. because depending on what area you're doing or what like module part some are just like 40 minutes whereas like the beginning was almost an hour and a half originally um so the way that he's done it i've made notes throughout playing because i'm like this guy is such a brilliant gm and I want to be <laughs> I've been catching up on uh, Joven Shire's D&D show oh, yeah. if you've ever called it. it's called Stuff of Legends where yeah. it's a D&D game that he's play playing with some friends and a lot of the action sequences they put like to puppets so there's puppet versions of all their characters acting out all the scenarios and it's actually oh, pretty darn entertaining <laughs> like Especially when they're doing things that you wouldn't expect puppets to be doing, like cutting things in pieces or getting naked and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not. It's interesting. So I've been I've been enjoying that quite a bit, and I'm uh, like on that on that note, really quick. I did want to give a little shout out to Amelia, who's been animating. Ah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. and they are so cute, Amelia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are pretty cute. I love them. Great. I hope at the very end she does like a big compilation photo with like all the characters and NPCs. I think that would be really cool. I'm gonna have to she, she's about. been doing more animation stuff on her stream on her uh, YouTube, and it's, it's yeah. becoming uh, pretty good. She, she's she turning into something really good. She's nice. something, all right. She's yeah. my friend. She's Hi, very Amelia. talented. Hey, Amelia. <laughs> wow, this is Amelia. becoming the like Amelia Stan podcast. Apparently. All right. Hey, I, I deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds of Amelia Brown. Hey, we're sharing that positivity. <laughs> and that's what the Retro Replay channel is about. Right there. there Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Boom. I aggressive We're wholesome as fuck. Yeah. Louis is the most aggressive wholesome person I've ever met. Do you do anything, Louis? So <laughs> I was like, do anything? 
Not really. <laughs> I don't constantly have plugs all the great time. Smile oh, Lawrence is the most aggressive person. I'm the most quiet one. <laughs> well, uh, some final thoughts on my end. I have been enjoying what I've seen of the Green Knight uh, RPG series so far. I got to get caught up and finish what's out there now. I've been keep hearing. I keep hearing you guys are all saying how good the finale is going to be. So that's uh, interesting to see. I would I'll send you love, all the check. Your check in the mail later. Check in the mail. <laughs> I would love to get into D and D myself if I had the time. Maybe if I'm lucky. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'm going to get us moving on to the next topic of discussion, which is going to be the new game release called Twelve Minutes. Um, the main reason we're talking about this is because it was kind of like the main focus of this week's retro replay between uh, 12 minutes trailer talk and then the 12 minutes react video that was released. So we got a lot of 12 minutes content for this week on retro replay. And it's interesting because I remember this game being announced back, I think in 2019 for an Xbox uh, presentation it was back then. It was Yeah, it's been known about for a while, actually. Because I felt mm-hmm. like Drew when he was like, I don't remember he, this being a thing He was like, at I all. didn't catch this. I've I known about either. this game for a while. Um, and it's been very hyped and very talked about, you know, within the gaming world. Um, especially, it, take, it took a while because it's basically like a solo developer, you know, mm-hmm. with some help. And they featured it. I think it was last year or last summer during E3, they were talking about, like, it's going to come to Game Pass. And everybody was like, oh, amazing, you know, great, because everybody's excited for this game. And um, I wanted to do our own trailer talk initially for the trailer for 12 minutes. But now the game's come out, it's playable, and then Retro Replay was like, yeah, we're going to do this Reacts video where they kind of basically played it on live stream for about an hour or so. Yeah. Um, so, so unfortunate. Yeah, with mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese? <laughs> That's his Twitter name. Oh. Yeah, it's that. I'm like, who the hell is this mac and cheese? Oh. <laughs> it was so great. So oh. I basically just decided, uh, let's just kind of talk about 12 minutes and what you think of this kind of game. And are you going to play it? Have you played it? Any thoughts or feelings you want to share around the big topic of conversation that we've had on Retro Replay this week? And I wanna, I'm going to make Nate start. Do it. <laughs> um, twelve minutes. Um, well, I'd love to play it because you know I I have a PC, so a PC gamer, so that's right. Mm. But too bad it's not on PS4 or PS5. Well, I just have a PS4, but I mean know, it is God on PC. It. Yeah, I have a PC. Fortunately for me, oh, well, Erica. I was well, I was planning to. Uh, play it not like day one or anything because uh i'm uh busy because i'm busy right now with another game not related called ghost of tsushima director's cat nice yes so 12 minutes uh what can i say except that i pretty much like james mcavoy's work you know as an actor and and um Seeing him being uh, like like uh, the main character on the twelve minutes, well, that was uh, pretty much surprising. I didn't know that he was in the cast, mm. like William Dafoe and Dizzy Ridley. And uh, well, that, how can what can I say that that hasn't been said on the trailer? Well, side? how about this? Are you interested in this kind of a game? Like, do you look forward to trying to play this game at one point? Two words. I do. 
because <laughs> I love uh, I, I love, love the positive so, information. Some games like that. I have some uh, like three or interactive games like that. Mm-hmm. I've been playing that a lot. Well, that's um, pretty nice. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, I'm done. You know that. You know I'm gonna Somebody play this go. game anyway, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say I anything heard. there. I, real quick before I pass it off, I'll say that I I put off watching the retro replay playthrough because I wanted to play the game first. And it's a mystery. It's a puzzle game. It's a it's a game with the whole point is to solve what's happening. And I didn't want to watch anyone else doing it before I did it because that would change my experience playing the game. So. I got to finally play a little bit, and then I went and watched it. Uh, but before we get into like my actual experience, I wanted to see what else you guys have to share. So I'll throw it to Louie now. All right. Um, now I'm working a regular schedule <laughs> at work. I do uh, Monday through Fridays, 8 to 5. For those of you who don't know, that was not my existence for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was it was very sporadic that's why sometimes i was on the trailer talk that's why sometimes i was able to be in the chats and all of that now it's eight to five monday to friday mountain time so it's very difficult for me living that 12 uh, minutes to, life to yeah like uh, for me i think it's a it's either from 12 to 1 or i think it's 1 to 2 to for trailer talk so i can't really join that and with my job i don't really get a lunch either i just go straight through so it's really difficult for me to be in the chat or anything like that. So I'll miss it a lot of the time. And when I saw, I saw trailer talk, 12 minutes and then 12 minutes live. And I was like, which one do I one of the real ones? Yeah. I had no idea what was the real one. Um, I, and, and that's also kind of our fault because that's when we did our zoom night and uh, mm. we were originally going to watch live. But I was already kind of tipsy, and our, <laughs> our conversation was riveting at the time. Uh, riveting. It, it awesome. We were talking about Pokemon, if you recall. Yeah, 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 wholesome. Yeah, not not like you think, Erica. Not not like you think. Family-friendly stuff, not not other terrible things. Anyways, Anyways what do you think about <laughs> 12 minutes? <laughs> so we, we were, uh, I, I didn't watch it, and then I... Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so I had no idea what this was and, um, I was busy all day yesterday and I was busy most of the day today. Like I said, I caught up with, uh, with the green Knight RPG and, uh, I started watching that for about 10 minutes before we got on here and I'm like, who, who, who? McAvoy, what the fuck, what the hell is this? I hadn't <laughs> heard about this game. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, is it with, <laughs> why am I not? This is awesome. So I, I caught all of that in 10 minutes before I got on here with you guys. So I, I still have no freaking clue. I just saw what that was. Uh, I heard that they were talking to um, to the guy that was doing some of the sound um, um, stuff for it. I don't know. I work in film. I don't know what that shit's called. Uh, and so I, 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 I kind of got a gist of it and I'm looking at it. It's not my kind of game, to be honest. I'm not big with those kinds of things like loops and stuff like that, except for I think it's the the loopers or whatever, the one where you can shift yourself in and out back and forth. It's on PS5, but I haven't got that yet. But uh this one, Death Loop? Death Loop, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that one. Okay. Yeah, that one looks I would amazing. rather play 12 minutes than that. Oh my god. Yeah. Um But then I saw who was a part of this. I saw the narrative and I'm like, you know what? This might be one of those games that might break me out of the I don't like it. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not. A, I don't like the top down. No, this is weird. I don't want yeah. this one. I'm like, fuck it. I'm playing this game because this looks amazing. However, the hell I can get my hands on it uh, on PC. Thank God I could do that. So I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. This this looks amazing in the ten minutes that I saw. Yep, I'm right. I'm roundabout there because I I had to be in meetings and some other stuff at that time, and so I only caught a little bit of it. But at the short time that I watched, I was like yeah, I need to play this. And so I messaged my husband not too long ago. I was like, hey, start downloading 12 minutes. We're going to play it. <laughs> On his Xbox. So, yes, because I have <laughs> a PlayStation. I mean, I do a PC, but some weird stuff's going on with the memory, so I can't download it. Mm. Um, still trying to work that out. If you remember that from the Gears of War episode, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. still trying to figure that out. But it just, it looks so different. And being able to see like voice different actors voice actors coming from big film into video games mm-hmm. is so cool because it opens it opens it up to a possibly a wider audience because some people really love DeVoe and so they follow his projects and other things that he does and they're like he's in a video game besides a Spider-Man video game okay. I actually don't know if he was in a Spider-Man video game but it, it wouldn't surprise me and so they would want to play because they want to experience that. And then it opens up their world. And so I love seeing those types of people come in and, and do a couple of games. So I'm excited to play it and experience the frustration of trying to figure out this whole game. It can get frustrating. I will admit that. That's um, why I'm going to make my husband play and um, watch. By the way, Go ahead, sorry to interrupt. Well, William Dafoe, it wasn't his first video game. It wasn't... On the Spider-Man video game, well, was maybe he is, but he, but I don't know about that. But the only game I know that he I is, say he's in that Beyond Two is Souls, Beyond Two Souls, and also James Bond 007, everything or nothing on PS2. Oh, okay, I did not know okay. that. He was the dropping knowledge, my villain. Bam! That's what I like to see, Nate. That's bringing what it we in. Have. Hot. Yes. <laughs> What's knowledge up? bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the knowledge bomb, Nate. Thank you. Um, I wanted to go back off of what you were saying though about the, uh, the interesting thing about the voice actors because when this game was announced, it didn't have those names attached to it. Mm-mm. And oh. I I remember seeing like the announcement channel, like bang, bang, bang. Like now it has these big name actors in the game, and I have to imagine that is like. People were looking at that game and going, ooh, this is different. Ooh, this is interesting. I want to see what this is. I want to see what this becomes. And then because the game gained so much interest in uh, people like checking it out and being curious, the developer, the publisher, Annapurna, we probably like, let's start dropping some fat checks and get some big names in this thing so that it really hits home. And I, I had to be how they would get those actors in there. But yeah, I mean, it'll definitely get the game a little bit more attention if it didn't already get a bunch. But yeah, like, like, uh, that's a that's a really good kind of scope because um, you think of something like Death Stranding. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have big names. <laughs> like, that game was literally made for Norman Reedus. Like really Hideo Kojima was like, I like Norman Reedus. I'm putting his ass in a video game like. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, like that. And that's that's how we make the top make of my most head. of these casts. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, or like Call of Duties. You know, back before he sucked, Kevin Spacey, stuff like that. Like, you know, things. Uh, 
you know, you're, you're, you see these giant studio games. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Once or twice, they're going to get some big names. You get something mm. like this. It's so indie. That's got three yeah. amazing Seriously. actors. All three of these people are astounding in their own rights. And what? <laughs> how the <laughs> hell did I not hear? I'm kind of mad at my right? it's, it's like I'm true. Still... It's like, how did this game go under my radar kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, however mad he feels, I'm a thousand times. I will struggling. say this: I mean, I can call people out. Like you haven't been listening to the TRP podcast enough because we've. I definitely have talked about this game on this show before. I'm so behind on all <laughs> of my podcasts. <laughs> I work with you. I don't watch what you do. It was catching up on your own episode of TRP. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, to go a little bit into the game, I can say I. Like I said, I played a couple of hours of it last night, and the it's the, it's like you, Louis. It's not really like my typical cup of tea, but it's the mystery that pulls me in, yeah. and it's very much a game of trial and error. Trial and error can be two things. It can be really fun and satisfying, and it can be really frustrating because a lot of the times you will be like, okay, I'm going to try and do this and see what happens, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what happens. Cool. Now I'm going to try and do this. And then if it fails and you're like, okay, I did that wrong. Let me try it again. You can make a simple mistake and cause the game to like, oh, you're, now I'm stuck in the loop and I have to wait for it to end. And that's like, ugh. <laughs> Especially because like once you see the same scenario play out a couple of dozen times and there's just like nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I learned that's after... That's when you go to Google. I don't do that. I'm not... I do that. I'm not oh, me too. Room. I He's rarely gonna do that will Google just to give him some time until Dang. I get super stressed about something. But it is Dang. extremely rewarding and satisfying when you actually figure something out in the game and you're like, oh, shit. All right. Okay. okay. Let me do this. Let me do this. I was a little annoyed when I watched. I watched a part of the ending of the reacts where the, the their guest, who was one of the people who kind of worked on the game, he kind of pointed them in the direction of a big item the pocket watch and i was a little like ah and there was somebody else in the comments said something too about like it's so much better to learn how to find the pocket watch without knowing i can see why though why he may have done it for production yeah probably to kind of like reaction move things along forward but i absolutely agree it is a lot more rewarding to figure it out on your own so i will look something up when i know i've like if I, if my neck starts getting really warm and I'm getting frustrated, I'm like, I'm time to, for me to Google this thing because I'm going to rage quit. This is what I want to recommend to anyone out there who's going to play this game. If you if you watch the playthrough or if you've seen it, I would say try to get the pocket watch without knowing where it is. Like if you know where it is, yeah. pretend you don't know. Wait to t- see when the game actually tells you where it is. It's a good idea. There's a pocket watch. <laughs> yeah. So I did end up seeing that part in the end. Yeah, I, I, I saw a little bit at the beginning and because the way well, you I mean, learn about the pocket watch is kind of horrible. <laughs> oh, like it's Ooh. devastating. And then, <gasps> but then you got to restart the loop, and you're like, okay, now I know yeah. it's there. Like Ooh. for me, those kinds of games, <laughs> the reason why they don't always hit home for me, um, like Dark Souls, for mm. example. When you make it to <laughs> the a point where it's like you kind, of, you kind of just have to get lucky, or you have to know exactly how to do it. 
it, it's fine to be able to have the time and the tenacity to learn that on your own. But I got other shit I got to do, dude. There's a lot of games out there. They're all 50 hours each because that's what you have to do. Every movie's over two and a half hours because that's what you got to do. There's a lot of shit, man. I, I, you know, like Google, and then I go, and then I determine, oh, I could have figured that out. Or I just go like, no, no, there's no way. You're an idiot. And whoever developed this needs to needs to be just like held over a bridge for a few hours, just a few hours. I don't want him dead. Just hold him by his feet and threaten him for you're going to die. That needs to happen because that's how I feel right now, you ass. But every teach their own. You know, if that's the game you like, go for it. You have fun. It's funny because I have a very inverse perspective on that exact thing because I love those kind of crushing hard games and I'll play them for hours on end. But I look at an RPG and they're like, you expect me to play this game for 60 hours? Go fuck yourself. Like, But I'll play one of those brutal hard games for days. But then you get something so good. And that's what what challenged me on this one. Like, I love the GTA games, but eventually I I stopped playing them. Same thing with Fallout. With Red Dead, that was so different. It was so good. Red Dead Two, yeah, I did everything. <laughs> I was like Except eighty hours. Really, I don't give a shit. They've I, really uh, neglected the online mode, and it makes me very upset. Well, okay, oh, I I, I, I'm hard of getting into it with some buddies. Well, I'm not upset about that. It's yeah, it's changed. It's so much it's better. It's changed than a lot. Yeah, yeah, like there's a lot to do online. <laughs> but yeah, you're talking about like. You just might play all this time in RPG, and I'm sitting here like I just calculated my time in ESO. Yeah, it's over three thousand hours. <laughs> well, an online game like that is a little different because I've played MMOs too, where I'll lose myself in it for days. Oh, yeah. Or like I can look at my time on Xbox, and it'll be like, how many days of Battlefield have I played? Three hundred. Cool. <laughs> three hundred days just... of playtime. <laughs> three hundred days. And then he's gonna check any MMO MMO he played like fifteen hundred hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's so different when you put it into those kinds of perspectives. Even if you're only playing like a like a half hour of each Let's game see. a night, you got five yeah. games that you're going through uh, half an hour. Uh, you know, you get a couple hours in. That's it. And then you go back to those little things that tell you, like the calculations. The last one that I saw that did that was Overwatch. I haven't played that game in over a year, maybe two years now. But when I did play it a lot, because no one will play with me, when I did play a lot, I, like I'd in the to. first in the first maybe three months that it was out, I had already clocked in like close to forty seven days. I was like, yes, I basically have only lived this game <laughs> for it's a so long funny time. When that happens, though, because it, like that's how I am with Valhalla. Like I played over a hundred hours in it and then they came out with a new with two new dlcs and i've been playing those and i'm like i'm getting absolutely lost in these games again and i'm not mad about it mm-hmm. in the least and that's how you know that it's a good game absolutely yeah and so that's why I like this kind of a game i could see myself getting frustrated with 12 minutes i could see myself probably leaving for a little bit collecting myself and then coming back mm-hmm. maybe playing something that's a little more um rewarding like I'm like uh, what was I calling him? Like casino or uh, instant gratification? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, gratification. Like, like, yeah, I'm not talking Candy Crush or anything like that. Like Doom, you know, it's satisfying. Mm. Kill everything right then kind and there. Mindless. Get over, get over to yeah. the next. That's what I. That's yeah. always like for me. It's the mindless game. Like I, like I turn my brain off and I'll play something like Call of Duty or Doom. You know, something where you're just running exactly. around blasting people and you don't have to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. But this game, I'll give it two, three solid hours of serious intellectual thinking and processing and really trying to cultivate 
okay, now I got to go kill some zombies. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Like I just, I, I, <laughs> I do this rinse and repeat over and over again. Then it'll hit you while you're in the middle of killing a zombie. You're like, oh, that one thing, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And then I died because the zombie killed me and I wasn't paying attention. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically what I went through last night when I was playing. I hit probably a, a snag for a good hour and it was like, oh crap, it's like after midnight, I need to get to bed. And then I was like, I need to make some sort of progress before I stop. And that kept me going for a while. And then mm-hmm. I finally hit that little bit of like, okay, I've learned something new. Now I need to stop and go to bed. <laughs> Anyways, it was like free about it. Yeah. Okay, just one, one more puzzle. One more puzzle. One more. One more. I have to say now it's fine that, that I tell my husband or it's like if you think you have time for one more you don't, you don't. <laughs> so I have to up, tell Erica. him that because it's true shut up Erica time for one more. and you now it's 7 a.m. go back to work <laughs> not wrong Damn it, that's right <laughs> not wrong yeah I right. So I'm going to move us on to the last segment here where I am going to try something new on the Replayer podcast. We are going to play a game. Yeah. Woo. (laughs) So I have figured out and set up a little game for us. Um, I'm just right now. It's just a Metacritic game. I don't really have a name or a title for it, but uh, essentially here's the rules Um, for this game. I will provide several games and details of each game. You as a player need to guess what you think the game score is on Metacritic. The objective is to get as close to the score as possible, and for every point that you're off, will add to your total. The person with the least points will win. The game will test your sense of gaming, or you may win just by pure dumb luck. <laughs> I will That's change... how Daywin would win. That is how Daywin would win. <laughs> I will also change the order of who's answering so that it doesn't like lean into any one person specifically, uh, especially like if one person's got a heavier game knowledge than the other person. So it'll kind of like throw things off a little bit. Uh, So no looking up your scores. No looking at your phone at Metacritic. Um, I've never actually looked at Metacritic ever. So they basically, they uh, make a average of uh, ratings of uh, critics scores of things. They do it for everything, essentially. So this is specifically looking at video games. It's a hundred point scale. Everything is zero to 100. 100 being great, you know, amazing. Zero being terrible. Um, so the theme of this week's game is going to be action adventure games. Yes. And I'm going to start off with one that's close to home. So number one, the original 2003 PS3 release featuring our favorite voice actor, Nolan North <gasps> and Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Ooh. And I'm going to send it to Erica first. What do you think the Metacritic score of Nathan or Uncharted 1 is? 87. All right. Also, I've never uh, seen the tattoos on your arms before. What are they? Mine? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about that later. Okay, sorry. My (laughs) idea is like, tattoos? What is that? Okay, I'm going to win this. Plus, those are cool tattoos. What do you (laughs) Nate, what do you think the score is? personality. Um, 85. Okay. And you can uh, do anything you feel you need to do to logic out and think about the reasoning as to why the score is if you need to. Louis, what is your guess? Well, it was 85. <laughs> you, can say, you, can, you can say 85. I stole your score. <laughs> you can say whatever you, know what? you want. You know what? It's the first in the series. Is it at the time or is it as it sits now? 
I mean, it's a congruent score of all time, essentially. Okay, so so it's as it says because I've seen them fluctuate. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say just because they compare them a lot of the time to the newer ones that come out, I'm gonna give it an 83. So we got two. Okay. It's pretty good. Two all deviations, right. and when cool. it's 85, I'm gonna be mad at you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So number two. This PlayStation Classic was the genre-defining hero adventure game starring Laura Croft as she hunted down treasure, fought off mercenaries, and the occasional T-Rex in 1996's Tomb Raider for the PlayStation yeah. 1. And we're going to start it off with Nate. Hmm. This one, I'm going to say uh, like uh, 92. Okay. And then Louie. If you need to talk first. it out and try to think of why you think a certain <laughs> yeah, score, yeah. have at it. It's, it's the first one, right? The original. The very first one. First one. I know the second one would be a lot higher. And like I said, you can kind of pull like a prices right on this. If you think, well, maybe they're right. I can just, I'm going to piggyback. That's why this game is yeah, good for anyone. I'm doing 85.2 earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no just, point just to be that price is right dick. That's like uh, $30 and one cent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Rick. Uh, all right. Original Tomb Raider. I'm going to say 87. 87. All right. And Erica, what do you think? Uh, let's see. This was the first video game I think I'd like ever actually seen. Really? Yeah, because I watched my dad play this and it was okay. awesome. But now I'm curious. I'm trying to. Ugh. Well, think, lean into that. Think I... about like, okay, you. What do you think the general consensus of this game? Well, is? and especially because the games progressively got better but i think the reviews of the first re- this isn't a mo- review of the most recent games right um, now remember this is a conglo- conglomerate score yeah based on the people who reviewed it you know at the time there's not going to be new reviews of this yeah. game um, uh, they released it just recently actually the original Thanks, tomb raider i mean it got the anniversary like the remaster yeah. but this is the original game as it I stands. think I'm going to go completely opposite of everybody, and I'm actually going to give it a lower score of 72. All right. And this is where things That's get baldy. interesting. This is where things That's get interesting. Baldy. I know. <laughs> I'm probably going to regret it, but. All right. So number three, get your whip ready as you take control of Indiana Jones in the Tomb Raider-inspired take in this 2003 game of Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. We're going to start this one with Louie. Hmm. What do you think Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb got? It was very much a in, uh, Tomb Raider-esque version of an Indiana Jones game. They basically said, hey, that looks like Indiana Jones. We're going to make an Indiana Jones game that looks like Tomb Raider. And kind of copy and pasted the formula. Mm-hmm. But maybe way better than Indiana yeah. Darkness. I hadn't heard of it either. Yeah, exactly. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's go for the O nice 69. 69? Uh, All right. Hey. 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 Erica, hey. what do you think? 42. Ooh, because I've never good. heard of this, and I feel like there hasn't been one since, and that's because it was terrible. I mean, that sound logic. You know, there yeah. has been, there's a lot of Indiana Jones games from in the 90s. They were all yeah. point and click adventures. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've seen the titles, but I never knew of the actual like, mm-hmm. mechanics. And Nate, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I sacrificed for comedy on this one. I want that. <laughs> well, the only thing I know about that is that, you know, Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness was pretty lame. So I'm going to say 67. Okay. I will say this. That game recently got re-released on Xbox through Games with Gold. It's playable on Xbox One now. <laughs> I don't have an Xbox. So, so if you have an <laughs> Xbox and game and uh, it came out, it was games on with gold like three months ago or something like that. You can play that game on Xbox now. Backwards compatible. You know, new uh, bad games that get re-released is kind of the video game equivalent of, oh, God, this smells terrible. Here, you smell it. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you need to smell this. All right. Oh, Number four. <laughs> now, this next game you may not have heard of, but it's been compared to Uncharted and God of War. This zany and over-the-top action adventure takes clear inspiration from the previous titles mentioned in 2013's Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death. Just so you know, I purposely threw in some random ones to kind of mix things up. I know you, and I'm positive yeah. that's what you yeah. were going to do. <laughs> I thought they were all going to be random. We're going to start this yeah. one with Erica. Uh, Good luck. I'm going to mid-range. I'm going to say, like, 54. All right. I'm just going to go mid-range. Okay. Nate, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to be a bit lower like uh, 40, uh, 48. 48. And Louis? What is the main character? <laughs> what is he? <laughs> yes. Is it like an animal? Is it a... He's a man. He's an action hero. Like okay, I said, it's been compared hero. to Uncharted. It's been compared to God of War. He's like a hero character trying to save the world. It's very much in the vein of those games. So I was just on my phone, but I had to text my brother. He was okay. calling me. I didn't even I see that. I'm not cheating. <laughs> so, uh, my phone is on my phone. Let, let's see the text. Let's see the text, Erica. See okay. you're gonna... <laughs> I'm on a podcast right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Tell um, me the Metacritic score of this game I've never heard of. He's <laughs> 16. You'll text all of that now. You'll text, tell me the score, of, the Metacritic score of this game. Name the game rather than just naming the game and seeing the Metacritic score immediately <laughs> up. That's great. Um, been compared. Has it been compared favorably? For the no. most part. Okay. I have one more question. No, that I, anybody else. Those questions. I have a question that nobody here has asked, and I want to, see, I want to test it. What is the Metacritic score, Dan? <laughs> I know what it is. I'm not telling you. Damn it. <laughs> I had to try. I had to try. I had to try. You are night. This is uh, our 12 minutes. Um, uh, I'm going to say that's probably going to be one of those ones that kind of comes up behind you. I'm going to say it's 82. All right. I do have a tiebreaker game if if we need it. Um, but. If- yeah, if if anyone ties, I have a tiebreaker game. Um, Tell us after the fact. <laughs> right. Come on. So I'm going to take a moment and kind of calculate everybody's scores. All right. Forget the promotional video. I did so good. All right. And we now did so good. We're ready to learn who the winner is. 
Are you guys ready? No! So, we are born ready. <laughs> in third place, get my hype. Is Erica. I knew it. With 36 points. It was it was that one that I scored a 42, wasn't it? I will go over the scores afterwards. <sighs> okay. And then <laughs> so you'll know why later. <laughs> the winner of today's Met- Metacritic game is little drum roll. <laughs> Nate. Damn it. <laughs> Jesus, good job, Nate. Louise's could have reached and walk away. <sighs> By one point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's been an honor. <laughs> I want to dedicate this victory to uh, my parents, my friends, all of these good people. <laughs> Nate had I 28 points. Victory to Louis for losing. <laughs> Nate had no, 28 points and Louis had 29. Jesus Christ. So I want to go over some of these. So the Metacritic scores oh, wow. on these games. <laughs> Uh, Uncharted was an 88, and you all guessed very close to that. You were all pretty close on that. 87. Um, yeah. The yeah, original Tomb Raider is a 91. So, Erica, that definitely didn't help you. You went low on that one. What are you um, talking about? <laughs> the two, or the uh, Indiana Jones game actually wasn't that bad. It's 73. So you all kind of went a little low on that. I mean, Louis, you said 69. Nate said 67. So you guys weren't too far off. Erica went 42. So that definitely... Go big or go home. I mean, that's kind of the trick. (laughs) You might win amazingly in that way. That's what's cool about this game is you could win by just doing that kind of thing. Uh, Let's see. So then there's the the God of War Uncharted kind of knockoff game. The Marlo Briggs is actually a 66. Like a, a pretty decently high game or score, good. especially for a game you've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Sixty-six. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you guessed high, Louis, but yeah, I mean, that's if you went a little lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then my tiebreaker oh, game that I had this week uh, was going to be 2010's Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands. Oh, I'm going to say oh. ninety. You gonna say ninety on that? <laughs> I'm going to say ninety. I was going to say 92. Do it. Okay, because here's what I was thinking. If I had 85, I'd have beaten you by two points. If I had stuck with my 85. I'll tell you right now, there are very few games that have hundreds. So, 94. Uh, It's actually the lowest scoring Prince of Persia game at 74. Oh, man. Of the console releases. Of the console releases. Whatever if I rage quit, what happens now? Well, that one didn't matter anyways. They would have been your time breaker. You're in second um, place. That's nice, Luis. The only <laughs> well Prince of Persia won, games that friend. scored less than that are handheld, like DS and PSP games. Oh, my husband has got PSP mm. and like a Vita and stuff. Absolutely loves it. They're well, if I had a theme, yeah, Vita, bro. if I had a theme prepared for this little game, I'd be like, yay! <laughs> that was seriously awesome. I loved that. I yeah, I think that was a lot of fun. You should I- keep going with that. I will try. We'll see how the audience receives it. <laughs> if the audience could see the banter that we had while you were ranking up the, the scores, that would no, that they would, will never know, Louis. That it will make exist. Show. It's put in it the in, blooper reel. I was gonna say, <laughs> put it in the blooper reel at the end. Very mm-hmm. blooper reel. Oh yeah. That they will get paid for that. 
All right, guys, this is the time where we're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to give each of you a chance to share some socials and anything you might be working on. And we're going to start it with Louie. Uh, as usual, you know where to find me, Somerset, uh, Skeleton Crew on YouTube, also working with Deadpan and uh, sometimes on the, repl- on the replayer shows. Uh, also, RetroReplayShow.com, my articles. Thank you, Mike. Concise. For that once. Was perfect. I have practice. <laughs> and Nate, anything you would like to share with the audience? All right. So on my Facebook, you can uh, watch, you can see me on my personal Facebook name, Nate Tanner Nayad, because Nayad is my real name. And I know that for all English people, my name is complicated. So I'd love <laughs> to be called Nate. And and I'm mostly, about, well, on my Twitch channel named Nate Tanner 31100. Sweet. Love it. What you been streaming lately? Um, well, I well I'm on the Jack and Dexter marathon, so I'm on Jack two right oh, now, nice. and I almost finished Judgment, but Judgment, but I'm on a farming time right now. Well, I'm farming on stream. Yeah, I do that. Cool. Nice. There we go. Jack and Dexter is a great series. And I started the uh, and I started the Ghost of Tsushima Ikiai on DLC. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Cool. Erica, how about you? Yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Uh, Instagram and Twitter under Onduin Gaming. Um, I have a TTRPG podcast, which we start recording this Thursday. Uh, season two is going to premiere September 3rd. It's got a little bit of a creepier undertone this season. Mm. Uh, if you listen to the first season, it was Mouse Guard. And it was hilarious and adorable. And this one's going to be a lot different. We're excited for the big shift that we've done for doing Arium every season. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And our new cast members, they are fantastic. Nice. Um, not to mention, you can find Erica on the Friday oh, yeah. episodes of the wait, <laughs> Retro wait. Re- And you can find <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you can find me. This is, it's like so new for me and like absolutely surreal that sometimes I forget like it's not a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm part of the cast for the Green Knight on Retro Replay. That's going to be premiering uh, on Fridays for the next Ooh. two more weeks. Two more weeks. It is Finale. so good. It is so good. <laughs> I need to finish the first episode. And then like before it. before finishing this episode, I have something to say to Luis right now. Mm. Oh, God. Luis Reza, would you be my opponent? On the next retro feud, when it's gonna get on live? It's a challenge. <laughs> it's a retro feud. I gotta reclaim my honor. Yeah. Bring it, Nate. <laughs> See what you got. I approve. All right, it's a I'm challenge. <laughs> All right. We'll make it happen. All right, folks, and of course. You can find me on all platforms at Stark Evil Vash. I am Stark E Vash on Twitter. That's S T A R K Y V A S H. This has been a really fun, interesting episode of the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you for playing my game today. I think Thank it was you for fun. Inviting us. Oh, yeah. That was, was great. <laughs> Thanks for thanking of me. Thanking, thanking. With that, folks, game over. Bye bye. Bye bye. You are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I say game over, <laughs> Louisa, you are dead. You Every are time I think of game dead. over, all I see is you're dead and Resident Evil. <laughs> Every yeah. time. Well, the dogs are just doing that.
Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.